Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey guys, and welcome to episode number 20 of the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. I am Palmer. I am Mudflap, and let's talk about stuff. We've got a couple things we want to talk about today. Uh, first of all, let's talk about birthdays. Earlier this week, yesterday, as a matter of fact, as we record this Friday morning, yesterday was my 57th birthday. Welcome to your late 50s. No, and see, and this is what I wanted to talk about. Because on the air, and even off the air, and basically you texted me, and messaged me, told my wife, told everybody, <laughs> I'm in my late 50s. Anybody that would listen, I'm pretty sure somewhere in the PD there is a billboard saying, Mudflap, welcome to your late 50s. Let's address you this. You haven't seen that yet? I've. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably right outside my house. Great, that's wasted money. It's probably right outside my house. Hope everyone else enjoyed it. <laughs> but let's talk about this. Because this is important, because this is going to factor in as you celebrate a birthday next month. Yeah, I'll be 52. Right. We'll both be in our 50s. But there are designations, as you like to say, late 50s. But mathematically speaking, if we look at the spectrum of- I have my own math on this. I know you do. It's whatever math irritates mudflap. That's what it is. (laughs) But as we look at the spectrum, we look for balance. So you say we start the let's let's take the fifties for example as we are both in our fifties. So let's take the decade of fifty to sixty, okay? And I did the math on this. When you're fifty, you're fifty. Ain't no early fifties. You're fifty, okay? It's early fifties. You agree? No, no, I do not. Fifty is your early fifties? Yes, it is not. You're fifty. My no, math is this. You you don't have math. I do. You it's got Common Core crap. Early is fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two. Mid is fifty-three, fifty-four, fifty-five. Late is, you know, 56, 50, no! and on up. Yes, I do. Because there's no balance to that. You just front-loaded the, the 50s. You know why? Because okay. you're in the front load of the 50s. Okay, That's well, why I'll, do you it, I'll do it the other way. We'll go with your little thing, that 50 is 50. I actually, yes, and okay. I actually have this so all mapped out. 51, 52, 53 is early. 54, 55, 56 is mid. 57, 58, 59 is late. So there's your balance. No. It's three, uh, that three, is, three. That is balanced, but there are other designations. There are not. There are, and that's where this my age of 57 comes plays in. Plays in. All right, look, this is how I've got the decade plotted out, okay? Look, consider it like in math, when you had to graph a timeline. Here comes some common core shit, y'all. No. Birthdays. 50 is 50. Mm-hmm. Okay. 51 and 52 is early 50s. That's the same as what you said, except for the, the 50. No, I said 51, 52, 53. See, no, 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 no. Okay, so, all right, so so we already have on record what you said. Yes. 50 is... Just rewind no, it. My math, my math, 50 is 50. 51 and 52 is early 50s. Uh-huh. 53 is early to mid-50s. You only get one year there. There we go. Hold on. There we go. 54, 55, 56 is mid-50s. Okay? 57 is mid to late 50s, 58 and 59 are late 50s. Were you drinking when you came up with no, that? No, it's perfectly balanced. Mine's perfectly balanced. Except you leave out a category. No, I don't. Early to mid and mid to late. You leave those categories it's, out. No, I, it's early, mid, late. No, and then you have I those don't other need two in the er, middle. That 
No. Absolutely yes. not. Absolutely yes. So what's next year's excuse going to be? It's not. Next year I'm in my late 50s. No. Next year I'll be 58. I'll be in my late 50s because as I have it mapped out, and this is for any decade, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, mm-hmm. but as I have it mapped out, the eight and the nine years are part of the late years. Okay. The, what you just did was common core. The third, the, the three year, 53 or whatever, 23, 33, 43, 53, 53 and 57 mm-hmm. are early to mid or mid to late. It's absolutely not. It is. It is absolutely because not. I would say that you're right. I, I would say that save, you're 100% right, except. I'm going to save this podcast. That you're leaving those out. I'm saving this podcast. Okay. We will play this again this time next year. Uh-huh. When you come up with your BS on why 58 is not late. No, 58. Because I can't wait to hear it. I promise you that I won't say that. He will. 58 is late. I promise you he 58 will. 58 and 59 are late. This math, this might as well be carved in stone. This is This is how it is. Whoever carved that I don't know stone, what your interpola- interpretation of it is. Literally picked up the bong that you no, smoked before you no, made that. No. So wow. I am celebrating, as my birthday was Thursday the 28th, I am celebrating my 57th, <laughs> my entry into my mid to late 50s. God almighty. You are going to be 52. This is what I work with So you are going to still day. be in your early 50s. And, and next year I will be in my early 50s. No, well. early to mid 50s next year when you hit 53. 54, if 54 55, is, if 54 and 56 is mid. Is mid. Uh, see, no. Yes. I, I don't I, Look. You may call it common core. Oh, no, it's one hundred percent common core. I call core. it common sense. This common should be a sense. word problem. Oh. This is how difficult you no, made that. And I'll tell you why. You know why? This is Mister Work. Oh, work I'm, smarter, not harder. Oh, blah I'm, blah 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 blah. I'm glad you brought that up because that's the next thing I wanted to talk about. And then this is what we get. That's the thing I wanted to talk about next. Believe it or not, really was our motto. Our motto is what you just said it. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. Work smarter, not harder. Measure twice. Cut once. This is a thing, and this apparently is a thing in the workforce, not just where we work or have worked, but this is a thing if you talk to your wife, if you talk to friends, they will tell you the same thing. Your work, if you are a conscientious employee, and we like to think that we are. We try to be. We try to be. On most days. If work comes (laughs) in, we do it immediately. We don't sit on it. We don't wait. Because we want to be that employee. Yes. But the problem that you have is a lot of people around you whose work overlaps with you, whose work is a predecessor on the timeline of how things get done, they're in the first part of the conveyor belt, you're in the middle of the conveyor belt. If they don't do their job or do it poorly, it is double your work. You have just doubled your work. And I'll give you an example. Okay. This is one that came up this week. Uh, We have a salesperson in our company who will remain nameless who sent a commercial to us. It was dropped off in this studio for us to do. And this is not the first time this has happened. This happens a lot. Now they have, to their credit, salespeople have a job that I have done on occasion, and I don't want that job. I don't want that job. It is a That's job. a hard job. It's a hard job. There's a lot of pressure there. I get that. You got to sell. You got to write copy. You got to get everything in on a I deadline. I also get when they have to get commercials to us for example. Mm-hmm. And you can take this and take it out of radio and put it in any kind of setting. But when they take it, it's not in their mind a priority. And they say, okay, well, selling and making money for the company is my priority. But getting the commercials to the people that make them may not be as important to me. The problem is that is important to us. 
And it's also important to the company. And when you have somebody who does not pay as much attention to detail to their part of the job as you do, as I do, to ours, we have a problem. This is the situation this week. This salesperson sent a commercial in here. There was a word that was uh, unknown to me. This is me. There was a word there. So I emailed them. I said, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Do you pronounce it this way? And I wrote it phonetically. Or do I pronounce Mm -hmm. it that way? And I wrote that phonetically with emphasis and capitals and everything else. So it's easy for anybody who knows the English language to figure out what I'm saying. And then I send that off immediately. And I wait. And I wait. And we have other things to do. We have a countdown to record. We've got other commercials to record. We had a full day. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I still get no response. At what point I have to say, I'm just going to cut this. I'm going to make this commercial, hoping I get this right, thinking I've got it right, and then that's what they're going to get because they did not respond to my need for information. So I record the spot, and I send it to this salesperson, and I make sure it gets in the system so it plays when it's supposed to play. And then this person starts... Well, they send an email back well after I'd already done the work saying, this is how you pronounce it. But unfortunately, they don't have as much of a grasp on the English language as I do or you do. And what they put in that email did not tell me anything. It did not specify how to pronounce it. It's like they just put the word again. Right. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, spot's done. I don't know what that means, if it means I'm right or if it means I'm wrong, but spot's done. So anyway, later in the day, email comes in. Oh, uh, that's wrong. Okay, I'm not even here anymore, but this means my work is just doubled because now I'm going to have to correct what could have been easily fixed in the making of the commercial. Sure. So the next day, come in, fix the commercial. And then, then all of a sudden it's a five alarm fire for them. It's like, I don't have a copy of the commercial. I'm like, well, I didn't really need to send you another copy with one word changed. I got the change. I called them and got the actual pronunciation. Bottom line is, if they don't do their work, the minimum like they're supposed to do, and this goes for any work environment, if you're second on that conveyor belt, the first person must do their stuff to the minimum of competence. And when they don't, they can just send it up the line. They feel like they've done their job. They haven't. But your job doubles. And we see this a lot. Right. We see it a lot. It happens a lot. And the, and the problem here is that the first person, whoever that happens to be, with an extra 60 seconds of effort, can avoid all of this. And yeah. suddenly, what is a 15- or 30-minute job for you and I ends up being a 45-minute or an hour job. Not that we didn't do our job correctly, but we did it based on information that was given to us by person number one. Correct. So... When we say, and we've learned this over time, we have not always been, you and I have admitted this freely, the best employees. I mean, we've been slack at times. We've been uh, borderline incompetent at times. <laughs> Go through the motions at times. Absolutely. Yeah. We've done all those things as employees coming up, and you and I have worked together for the last 20 years. Yep. Um, but we've both gotten to the point where we realized, and we hope that other people do, you, you do it right the first time it gets done and you can move on. You can absolutely move on. It gets done economically. It gets done uh, with expedience. And it gets done correctly. If everybody does the minimum of what it takes to get the job done, our job is easier. Their job is easier because I'm not harassing them trying to get clarification on stuff. Sure. So it makes their job harder, too, in another way. 
bottom line is the motto that we have, that we swear by, that we live by, and that unfortunately nobody but us follows is work smarter. <laughs> not harder. Not harder. This is something that if I are going to get a tattoo, that I would should get be the, tattooed yeah. on my ass. It's literally the motto of the show. And then I would show you my ass because I had that tattoo, and this is something no, I believe. And no one wants to see that. I know. See, so can you just <laughs> live by those no words like we do? See that. Work smarter, not harder. But you can plug and play that in any scenario. Yes, where, that's, and that's know. the point. We're obviously in radio, so we encounter this here. But let's say you work at a car dealership. Let's say you work in a doctor's office or whatever. Somebody didn't do the right paperwork. This, yes. If whatever. One per, the dominoes fall, if the first yeah. person in line does not get their job done correctly, everybody else mm-hmm. down the line suffers. Crap rolls downhill. Yeah, I agree. And and it's frustrating because really it's it's easily fixed. It's avoidable. And and the and the thing is what you have is a forty hour work week could be a thirty hour work week if everybody did the job like they're supposed to do. That's so, true. That can't, being said can't argue with that at all. Remember these words, live by them. Tattoo them on a part of your body if you can. Not your ass. Whatever works for you. Apparently that works for mud flap. It does. Says that's the, guy that's the first place I have no tattoos. That's the first place says I'm Says the guy one. who doesn't have a tattoo not a doesn't tattoo. know what it feels like. No, I don't. But hey. that's where I'm getting one. Ooh. And it's going to be work smarter, not harder. There's going to be a lot of screaming. And underneath that, it's going to be screaming in that chair. Underneath that, it's going to say, <laughs> stop looking at my ass. <laughs> All right. So uh, we talked birthdays. We talked our, our, our life's motto, our mantra, if you will. It is. Something else has come up, uh, and I can't remember how the conversation came up, but uh, it was about vehicles. Uh, what was your first car? <laughs> Mine was a Reliant K car, and it was like a 1984, 83. It may have been even older than that. This was the version that they put out of the Ford Escort. It was a square box. Yes. For the most part. My mom had it. I had two friends that had both had Reliant Ks. And this thing, when I got a hold of it, I was 15 years old. I literally just turned 15. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hey, that's your car. I was like, okay. well, All right, I got a car. I was like, that's that's awesome. I didn't care. And I was like, this thing just looked like it had been beat up, up and down. You know, it was in a demolition derby. And my mom was not known for her keeping up with the car. So oil change probably never happened? Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't have this car for a couple, maybe about two months, and this thing blew up. And then she tried to blame me for it. It was her deal. Oh, yeah. And so the next car I got was, um, it was a stick shift. I do remember that. And I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. They literally parked it outside on the road in front of her house and said, all right, good luck, and walk away. And that's how I learned how to drive a stick shift. But, yeah, the Reliant K car was my first one, which was just a. What color was it? It was that light. It was North Carolina blue. Really? Yeah, it was that blue. It was like the football What kind of team. shape was it in? It was in decent shape? The body was great. Yeah. Now, the overhang on the ceiling was down hitting your head. Oh, yeah. And you had to glue that up all the time. Oh, or, or it's either that or rip it off, and that is never an option, really, when yeah. you think about the it. The rear view mirror was falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, well, the engine apparently had all kinds of problems with it, which she said was in perfect condition. <laughs> I wish, you know, I wish she was still around today because I would love to have this conversation with her now. My first car... And I got it when I was in the military, actually, uh, was one that my master sergeant decided he didn't want for whatever reason that he was going to get rid of it. And I said, you know, I'm looking for a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take it off your hands. He goes, oh, you can even make payments. I remember it was $800. $800. Oh. 
And it was no, it was a good car. It was, was a really it okay? good, yeah, it was really it was a beige VW wagon. Oh, I bet you're pimping out at what 18, 19, 20 years old. I was twenty or twenty one. I was somewhere in probably twenty. <laughs> and and yeah, I, I I was look. I had friends. It was a chick magnet, wasn't it? It was. It, it was not. Yeah, it was. It was not. Thank God I had the a girlfriend best, when I had that car. The best example that I could give you of what this car looked like, the exact same car, if I'm remembering correctly, the exact same color was in the movie Cobra. Bridget Nielsen was driving the same exact car. Okay, I know what you're talking do about. Do you really? Yes, I do know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so there's, uh, yeah, it was it, it was not a chick magnet. No, this is not. He's picking them up off base. This is, hey, this, boo, look what I'm riding in. You know that Skilo song, I Wish, where he's talking about driving through Compton in like a really, like, like a gremlin or a pacer or whatever he says? I felt like that. Love that song. I was on a base. I was on a military base. I was a Quantico at the time. My car would be parked right there next to like, these guys who basically just got their $16,000 reenlistment bonus. So oh, they had yeah. like pimped out cars. We had one guy from DC. And when I say pimped out, I mean literally. I got into this thing one time. It was like velvet. Everything was velvet. The the, the windows were tinted. Oh. And there was a scent of whatever uh, uh, in the car. Skunk? No, no. It was nice. It was, oh, it was, it was a like, pleasant smell. This was like, uh, how do I describe it? This is like a uh, a bachelor pad in car form. If a girl got in okay. here, she was taking the clothes off. I got you. She was. I felt a little comfortable getting in that car. To be perfectly honest with you, just for that reason. I, I feel uncomfortable start, thinking about that. I wanted to start stripping down. I mean, it was. It had that vibe to it. Okay. You get in. You know, Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On" is playing. It was all of that. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and then so in park right next to that was my VW wagon, which I loved. It was a stick. I really did love that car. Um. I ended up trashing it because I knew how to drive a stick, but I didn't know how to drive a stick. Burnt out. Burnt out the transmission. Mm -hmm. Left it on the side of the road. I'm sorry. I actually got it to a repair place in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And they said, oh, it's going to cost like $1,100 or whatever to fix the transmission. I'm like, I paid $800 for it. Keep it. Oh, no, we're not keeping it. You got to pay. I was like, whatever. So I actually went into their lot and there was nobody there. I went in. Got my friend. We were towing it out of there, and they called the cops. And I was up against the car, spread eagle, stealing my car. Oh, so they thought you were stealing? Yes. Even though I told them I was coming to get it. So they had the cops. I was no more than a mile from this place. They had the cops, and literally, me and my friend Gary, we were both spread up against the car. I said, uh, I, I reached for my ID, and they're like, oh, we don't didn't reach. tell you to do that. Don't reach. Dude, they had guns. They had guns. Wow. Yeah. Not not a smart move. And eventually, when this was all explained, they said, okay, but you're towing it illegally. There was something about the way we were towing it. You're going to have to come back and tow it legally. And I said, I'm going to leave that there, and I never saw it again. You just left it there? I left it there. So it's Fredericksburg just got themselves a new car? It's probably still there. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably still there. But I did love that car. Until I trashed it, I loved that car. So we were just talking about, you know, back in the day, uh, how things... uh, were and, and and you and I actually this is where we lead into our last thing. And we were talking about this on the radio uh this morning, Friday morning, about how things have changed. We talk about and I know because when my dad and my mom would tell me how things were when they were younger, I didn't want to hear it. 
I didn't want to hear how great things were in the no, 60s we didn't believe and the it. 70s. And that was the other thing, because things yeah. were so much better for us. Right. We were like, come on. You're, 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 yeah, okay. You Got an Atari here. You know, come on. Walked, walked uphill both ways in the snowstorm, and you loved it. I know. I yeah. get all that. And we rolled our eyes, and we know damn well that when we tell the same stories, or when you see a Facebook feed full of all these people with these back-in-my-day things were better kind of things, you know the younger portion of the population is absolutely rolling their eyes. And they're like, okay, Grandpa, yeah. just go back home. We got 5G. We got a phone we carry with us. We got all of this stuff. How can life have been better then? So much better. And we were thinking about it, and we were like, well, what are some of the things that are a little bit different? And the first one that we came with, the only one that we actually talked about on the air, was the smoking area at school. Now, <laughs> I never I never used it, but I, I, it was there. I knew that kids... 14, 15, 16, there was no rules about who could go use it. If you had lunch break, you could go out to the smoking area, and yep. nobody called you on smoking. Oh, no. You could smoke. It. You smoked in the bathroom, you got in trouble. We had but a lookout it, anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't know why you would need a lookout if the smoking area was legit. No, it was, and it what, wasn't. What, what, it what was, was not legit, it, sir? It was the perceived, that's where you would go smoking. It wasn't really announced. We that, are talking tobacco, are we not? Um, sure. Yeah. And um, I'm starting to sense another part of this conversation. No, I always just went home to my dad's house to do that <laughs> because he lived, you know, literally a stone's throw away. A stoner's throw away? Yes. From, <laughs> we, we'd have to walk from Somerville Intermediate School oh. over to the field, into the woods. Your and dad then, listened to this podcast, by the way. Every single time. He All knows. right. Hi, Dad. He knows. All right. And so we would just, you know, kind of cut, cut school, you know, at lunch break. We'd either go across <laughs> the street to the Tasty Freeze in Somerville. Or we would go over to, you know, and just hang out in the backyard and, and do what we did and then go back to school. So it wasn't, you know, wasn't a bad thing. It was a good setup. Yeah, the, the smoking area was just one place where kids went and had a cigarette in the middle of the school day or whatever. And and the thing that in retrospect blows my mind is that the school board was okay with this. Teachers were okay with it. Principal was okay with it. Smoking areas was what it was. I'm not sure when they did away with those. Do you know? It wasn't too much longer after I graduated, and I was in 88. Okay, so it would have been in the early 90s when they went, maybe this yeah. is not a good look. They had actually kind of cut that as we were going through high school uh, because it was more at the at the intermediate school than right. it was the main campus, mm-hmm. um, which was Somerville High School. It's, it, they split the 9th and 10th graders from the 11th and 12th graders. And so it was more of the intermediate, or it just could have been our class. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of what we did. And it was it was all broken up, you know, no matter where you went throughout the school. There were the jocks. There were the cheerleaders. There was me and the misfits and the heads. Um, you know, we just were kind of the outcast of the school, so to speak. Um, and, and then you had the nerds and stuff like that. But, you know, for the most part, it, it was just kind of a vibe. Yeah, at, at Somerville. I mean, you know, you knew who you were going to hang out with, and they were phasing it out towards what, the, by the time you graduated. Yeah, when we hit the main campus, that wasn't a thing. Mm. It was definitely ninth and tenth. So that was you know nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six. It's amazing to me to this day. You look back as we are parents. Uh, you look back and you go, yeah. I mean, adults were cool with that. I mean, they established it. Yeah, I mean, for my, us, my 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 dad knew. I mean, he knew. I sure. you know, I smoked cigarettes and all that other stuff. You know, as long as I wasn't getting in trouble with the law or anything exactly. like that, and you know, not getting him in trouble, he didn't care. He was chill with it. And then we were talking, and you see this meme form a lot, uh, this other fact. And, and I lived in a very redneck town up in New York, in the mountains, uh, far away from the city, not what you think. Uh, and you uh, went to school and lived in West Ashley, Somerville, in that area. Yeah. And, uh, well, we, and, of course, there's a healthy redneck quotient 
in high schools here in South Carolina, even if you're in the Charleston area or Columbia or whatever, there is a healthy redneck contingent. Charleston, it wasn't bad. It was when I moved to Somerville. That's mm-hmm. when I realized, oh, the... These folks are a little bit different from what I grew up with. But you see this in meme form, and you wonder about this. It is an interesting conversation, is that when I was in school, when you were in school, we had uh, a plethora of vehicles, pickup trucks, things like that, that would have a gun rack in the truck. Oh, gun rack uh, with the gun in it. And the ammunition in the gun. Well, it wouldn't be in the gun. It, they well, always, or, or close it, by. It was in the glove box. I'm sure there are some of those that were fully loaded. I'm oh, telling one, you right yeah, now. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, so that was a common thing where I was growing up. It was odd if you didn't see it. Yes, exactly. So at what point did society cross that river and end up being where not only can you not do that, but also you need to be taken down by law enforcement if you do because it's always a threat well it's world events i mean and you see it but when did that happen i don't know when it happened but you know with i i probably with i mean columbine Columbine. was late 90s i'm gonna go columbine that's where it started you think up to that point it was acceptable then not yeah pretty much i think you may be right i mean i I wasn't paying close i I want to say that, that that was the kickoff because that was the first time we heard wow mass shooting in a school right yeah that was the very first time that you ever heard something like that, uh, where it was all over the news. But there's an interesting other aspect that we discussed uh, amongst ourselves, that this transition to having to lock that down as opposed to going, oh, yeah, you know, Billy's gone. He went to school this morning. Yeah, he had his 30-odd six in the back of the window, of the, and, and, no, and everybody was cool with it. Nobody freaked out about it and because you had no real reason to. Yeah, what When did this change happen? Probably at some point in the 90s. You and I graduated in the 80s. Yeah. Probably at some point in the 90s. Now, Columbine was like 98 or 99. Mm -hmm. But what else happened in the 90s? In the 90s, the internet became a worldwide thing. It became a thing that you had to have, that every household had or wanted to have. I first got on the internet in its nascent form back in 92, but by mid-90s, everybody was on it. There were websites everywhere and growing. And then you had the advent of social media where people were interacting with other people and AOL chat rooms, right? And Yahoo chat and all that other stuff. Uh, and it became a much more social platform where you were connecting with people you never connected with. April 20th, 1999 was the date, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the other thing is not only did you connect with people you don't ordinarily have a chance to connect with, but I contain, I, I contend that this is also an issue. You didn't separate from the people that you grew up with. You had no chance to leave them behind and go be an adult without their influences. Now, many people, most people are still in contact with some of the people they went to middle school and high school with. They're friends on Facebook. Well, there's no need for like high school reunions exactly. and things like that anymore. Exactly. Which well, I wasn't going to anyway. But <laughs> exactly. Whether there was an internet or not, there, you weren't going to catch me never ever ever but but that's the thing i think it's like a double-edged sword it's like one you never separate and we're given the opportunity to grow let's say peer pressure was a thing for you in high school it continued now past graduation day because you were still in contact with those people or people that knew those people that knew you and you never had a chance to get that separation and i think that's part of the problem the other part of the problem is we met a lot of other people that we were not going to meet ordinarily if there was not that internet. 
Um, the internet is a wonderful thing, and, and when we first got it, we were told this is going to bring the world together. <laughs> this is, stop laughing. <laughs> Little did we know, keyboard warriors everywhere. Little did we know. Yeah, so that's what happened to this generation. Where you know, back in the day, where that's you another had, meme. Where you had a issue with somebody. You took it up with them. Right. And it was face-to-face. You either had a conversation, you had a fight. There's no consequences. Either way, it was over. This generation doesn't know what it's like to get slapped in the mouth after saying some smart-ass bullshit that you post up on Facebook or Instagram or the TikTok or whatever it is that you're using. Um, They don't know what that's like anymore. If there was a function on a computer where the minute you said something that offended somebody, they could literally reach out and slap you through the screen, uh, we'd still be okay. You know, because there are consequences to what you said. Trolls weren't a thing. And if they were, they they, they got called out and they got yeah, whatever it was, consequences. It was, hey, pass the note to Johnny over there. Three o'clock in the parking lot. Yeah, we're exactly. Talking. We're meeting by the flagpole. It's going down. Or as they called it when I was like in junior high, I'm, I'm calling you out. Yeah. yeah. That was the phrase that was used. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what had changed? I mean, yes, kids, you know what? Well, technology changed everything. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not the kid's fault i mean you you use what's in front of you no it happens with adults too it happens with people our age well and it's definitely and even people our age that we grew up into that where you knew if you mouthed off to such and such at the school you were going to get your butt kicked yeah Uh, now it's you know keyboard warrior somewhere and you're halfway across the country talking smack to somebody you you know you know so kids when and, and even young adults when people our age when our generation goes Pepperidge Farm members, you know, I mean, <laughs> understand that it comes from a place of, man, things were really good back then. And, you know, our generation, you know, we're both Gen X. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up through, we, we see both sides of it because we were raised by boomers. Mm-hmm. So we got that hell. And, and then we went through life and then we got introduced to technology. We were yes. kind of the first, we were the guinea pigs. Yeah, we were the, the first the ones. Part. First ones with video games in our homes. First so, ones with computers in our homes. So if there's a generation that understands both sides of the coin. We're right in the middle. It's definitely Gen X. You're, you're absolutely right. We're right in the middle. Because as technology was becoming a thing, you know, with phones that you could take out of the house and computers that got you logged on to the internet, this was all happening uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. I mean, we, we're a feral generation. I mean, we grew up with, the parents really didn't know where the hell we were 90% of the day. No, we, we fended for ourselves. We had to cook dinner. We had to take care of ourselves. We had to do our homework. We were we, responsible for all of that. We invented latchkey kids, okay? We, we were the latchkey kids. Exactly. And, and, and then, you know, we kind of moved on into the technology phase. So, yeah, I mean, if there's a generation that no one should probably mess with, that would be Gen X. Because no one cares. We don't care. <laughs> look, I just look at my iPod and go, this is the epitome of technology. And, of course, then you make fun of me. Look, it's there, not the epitome a thing of called, technology. called streaming. iPod came out 15 years ago. Where have you been? They, they discontinued <laughs> the iPod. It's, it's He's that, holding on to this like I, it's the Atari 2600. With both hands. Yeah, he really is. With both hands. If I could get my feet up high enough, I'd hold on to it with my toes, See, too. See, flaps close enough to where he can say he's Gen X, but he, he's, he has a lot of boomer tendencies. No, he really does. People, please. You need to do a poll. I, I look. <laughs> you don't want to do that poll. Look, I don't believe in polling numbers, sir. I know you don't. I don't believe <laughs> me, me and my boom Xers. Yeah, I don't know what that's you what are. I am. You're somewhere I'm split. Boom, I'm, I'm boom Xer. Yeah. That's what I am because it's right there on that. Some of your stuff's very Gen X. You know, some of it's so boomer. It's like mid to late fifties. You know the person that you need to talk to about that. Stop it. 
It's Christopher Sass. No, because he Sassy. thinks everybody that's over 30 is a boomer. He thinks you're a boomer. He anyway. thinks you're a boomer, too. He does not. He, he knows does. I'm Gen X. He's told me. <laughs> Lies in the seat. He's, he's told me. I, I, I don't talk to him on that newfangled internet thing. He told me the last time he was in town. Did he? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> curiouser and curiouser. So anyway, a lot of things to talk about today. Thank you for hanging out and just listening to us BS. We appreciate it. We do this uh, with music involved every morning. Monday through Friday, uh, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 99.3 The Cat. In Probably not as honest as we are here. The PD. No, you've sworn a bunch of times today. I'm a little concerned about you, sir. I have to. What, what's in that Mountain Dew? Uh, not enough vodka. Okay. No, no, I think maybe more than enough, Mm-mm. to be perfectly honest. Need more, sir. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you can hear us on the radio, and even if you're not in the PD, you can pick up the app, which is something those new Gen Xers, they, they talk about this app stuff all the time. I, I, I heard tell. I heard tell there's an app. But uh, if you find that app, you can listen to us Monday through Friday as well. The countdown airs. Uh, the, the best we do that thing is, as well. is when he's trying to tackle some new technology. It's literally save like, it, sir. You want to talk about that? This podcast is over. There's literally one like up next dealing week. with your grandparents. There's another one coming up next week. <laughs> Put that one back in your satchel, sir. It fits. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, countdowns uh, Saturday morning at eight uh, eight a.m. and then again Sunday evening at seven p.m. We do the top twenty country oh, countdown. And that fancy app we got. Look, one day we're going to be on FM radio, not just a standard AM radio. <laughs> We're going to be on FM, and Here then you can take an 8-track tape and record it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You still have 8-tracks, don't you? I don't. I never did. I went, I, I, when I debuted music, I went, when I got in. No, no, that wasn't an invitation for you to start talking about music. I just asked if you had 8-tracks. I think eight it tracks. was. I, I had 45s in albums, then I went straight to cassettes, because 8-tracks, I thought, you know why? To be perfectly honest, I thought 8-tracks were bogus, because they would fade out. Mm-hmm. a song, mid-song, and then pick it back up in the next track. I thought that sucked. And I, that's why I said, cassettes are there. They don't do that. And albums are there. They don't do that. No, cassettes I, I, just basically implode. Yeah, they did eventually. But uh, 8-tracks sucked on every level. They all were right. tough to record to. And cassettes, you could pirate all sorts of music. Not that I endorse that sort of thing. All right. Well, yeah, before we actually log off we, this We thing, need to grade it. I know. How, how much did this suck? No, that's not how you do it. Why are you starting from a negative? I, because I feel like it was the perfect transition, sir. Really? Yes. And if that's the case, you give the, your grade first. I'm going C. Really? Yeah, it's a C grade today. C grade? Yeah. Really? Go and see. You got the chance to swear. You also got well, the chance. I swear every day. It's just not on the podcast. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't go higher with this. I'm going C. I'm going to go B minus. B minus. I'm going to say BS. <laughs> It's definitely in the C. B minus, and I'll tell you why B minus. It was a little better than than yours, is because I got to prove to you, mathematically oh speaking, about that whole age thing. Yeah, so I feel I feel like I'm coming from a good place on this one. You're coming from a place, all right. All right, I heard this new technology called podcasting. We'll be back next Friday as we do episode 21. Thanks so much for listening. Are you Have able your... to actually listen to the podcast? Me? Like like from a site? Uh, do you know how to do that? I, I get people to tell me how good or bad it is. Okay. I, I, I hear rumors. Good to know. Yeah, I don't actually listen to it. <laughs> we, we talk and then it goes out into the ether. I have no idea what happens. He doesn't know there. where it goes. Nope. Smoke signals, sir. That's what it is. I know. It's the 21st century of smoke signals. That's that's what, what this is. But happy 57th birthday. Welcome to your late 50s. Late, late uh, mid to late uh, 50s. Yeah. Mid to late 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Keep flying I can't, that flag, man. I can't wait for your birthday. I know you can't. But it's coming I'm next still month. still in my young 50s. Are you? Are you? Oh, I feel like I'm like 80. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer.
<laughs> Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. Reach out to us on Mudflat and Palmer gmail.com, also on social media, which I hear you know, one day I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get rid of this MySpace page and go right to Facebook. That Commodore 64 is gonna fire right up. I'll tell you what, I gotta upgrade that thing too. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mudflap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.